All right, happy Friday to you all. Sean Emery here, Chief Investment Officer at Avery & Company. Another week of earnings from many prominent companies. These are important signals for us all to wrap our heads around, uh, gather as many pieces as possible, and objectively build a mosaic around not only what is happening today, but what this means for the future. Welcome to Inside Scoop with Sean Emery. Every week, we are examining something new, bringing you closer to companies, sectors, and themes. This recording should not be construed as a substitute for personalized individual advice from Avery and Company or any guests on the show. This is for educational purposes only and not intended to make an offer or solicitation for any companies or securities mentioned. With that, let's get on with the episode. This is Fundamental Fridays coming to you most Fridays. We will have leading guests in some cases. However, the emphasis here is what happened fundamentally that week. That matters. That is all that matters. Uh, We'll have it on our YouTube channel, Apple Music, Spotify, uh, and many other outlets. It is Inside Scoop is the name of the podcast. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of them as they come out. So given we are still in the thick of earnings season, this is really where we get to find out what is happening today. Uh, This week, Salesforce reported, uh, giving us insight into not only how software is selling, but how software built for sales team is selling. So more on that later. Then we got UiPath, another software company, but very different from Salesforce. What is that telling us? What is the company telling us? Lastly, what's going on in IT infrastructure supply chains? We had HP Enterprises, Pure Storage, NetApp. They all provided us with a glimpse and perspective of what's going on there. All right. But first, before we get into the three main segments, we always like to provide something fresh to think about. Uh, Robotic process automation or RPA. Uh, Why is it important today? Uh, We'll be discussing UiPath later, which is a leading provider in the space. But it's also important as the world continues to drive efficiencies in how we do things. So at Avery, one of our major themes revolves around automation. Not only do we use tools such as Zapier uh, to automatically send and receive information, but huge enterprises today are looking for ways to reduce spend per revenue dollar that they spend by way of automation. Uh, When wages today are moving higher, so does the interest in automation. Actually, the term automation is seeing a decade high in interest, according to Google search trends. Uh, This is what drives our interest from an investment perspective. So what is RPA or robotic process automation? Again, it's a buzzy title, but it's it's about using software that is programmed to do kind of basic repetitive tasks across applications. I'd say the easiest example is around invoices. You can task or train a software robot to monitor your emails for invoices. Once one comes in, uh, it can go ahead and scan the invoice number, move into your tracking sheet. So let's say you're using uh, QuickBooks or Excel. It can then cross off a paid invoice, go ahead and kind of update the Excel, let's say, PDF it, uh, send it to the sales manager, and then go back to scanning for more invoices. That is a chain of events that could happen with a automation or or robot uh, from one of these companies. Now, companies have developed platforms to find, uh, to scale, to manage uh, your software robots. Think UiPath, Automation Anywhere, Blue Prism. There are several others in the space that are big enough to talk about. Microsoft has their own product. Uh, Microsoft Automate uh, is much more of a lightweight solution. Companies using these platforms are creating kind of internal teams to manage their software robots. For example, we listen to Spotify and how they deploy uh, robots using UiPath as a tool to increase the productivity of their platform. 
But more importantly, they have dedicated teams that are solely focused on managing their robots properly, having the correct governance around these robots, the correct security in place. So think of a team similar to have companies have HR teams and compliance teams, but for software robots. So that should tell you a little bit about where this is headed. Okay, so that is a little bit on RPA. Uh, you can see why we have a general excitement around the space. There's so much to talk about uh, specifically in that space and go into greater detail. We'll have that more in a future uh, episode and a guest to come on to tell us how they're using it and different use cases around that. Now onto the headlines for this week. So let's start with Salesforce. This is an important company to bring up. Specifically this week, they reported. Uh, we think it gives us signal for the demand environment, not only for software, not only for cloud-based software. It also provides insight into the health of corporate spending along with the health of organizations around the globe. Again, this is a global, large organization that sells into totally different environments. You know, in an environment where companies are hesitant around their demand, uh, their sales, I'm speaking kind of around the concept of recession fears, they're likely not as inclined to repurpose their marketing platform today. And I think that's important. Are you going to bring on a new CRM if you saw demand for your products declining? My guess is not. And so that's why we, we want to hone in on Salesforce to understand the dynamics there. So the biggest standout figure from Salesforce was their current remaining uh, performance obligations or CRPO. And that is rising 24% uh, year over year in constant currency. The importance of this is this is the growth in their backlog uh, and their deferred revenue. And that ultimately is a signal for future revenue. And that's ultimately why they were able to guide for the full year of revenue above 20%. Taken together, that suggests that there's a fairly healthy environment for this product platform. Now, this can change. We all know that. We know uh, deals in this space likely started months back. Uh, but here we have a quote from Salesforce's uh, earnings call, Mark Benioff, the founder and CEO. And he said, I quote, we're carefully watching the economic data. I know all of you are doing that as well. So far, we're just not seeing any material impact on the broader economic world that all of you are in. And again, this is uh, this week uh, where that was stated. Then there was a question around guidance given the uncertainty. And, and here was the answer around that. So quote, Look, we feel good about what we're seeing. You've heard that from Mark, from Gavin, from Brett. You've heard uh, about our pipeline, but we're mindful of the uncertain macro environment. And that includes uh, continuing volatility around currency. I believe that our guidance is appropriately conservative under the circumstances. So again, here's a company that is growing 20%. They have backlog growing 20%. And they consider this a conservative guide. And their pipeline remains strong as per their comments. I will move on. But I think, again, Salesforce this week helped alleviate some of the concerns around how the macro sits literally today in this environment. Okay, spinning to UiPath. They also reported this week, I just spoke earlier about robotic process automation or RPA. Uh, this is what they do in terms of uh, their core function. So go back to that if you want to, uh, again, understand what's going on there. They provided a complete and very robust platform around uh, uh, robotic process automation, and they're actually the leader in the space. I also want to make a quick distinction. I think it's important. UiPath is software, but they're not necessarily cloud software. They do have a newish cloud product that is getting a lot of traction. So it's a, it's a pretty fast growing part of their business, but it is not the majority of their business. So UiPath is, uh, again, software, but not cloud-based. They, they generally deploy on-site of the users. So it's mostly on-premise. Now, uh, kind of what did we learn this quarter? So if you go back to their earnings report a quarter ago, I think it's important to juxtapose the two. They came out with a few or a, a view that was fairly neutral. They were concerned about the macro. Uh, that was on March 30th. So rightfully so, they were in the thick of the evolution that was happening uh, within Russia and Ukraine and the invasion. Uh, so they were right in the kind of uh, thick of things and cautious, uh, given half their businesses is international. They have a strong presence in Europe with 30% of their sales and their roots, the, the roots of this business are in Romania. 
Uh, so they were feeling it probably pretty uh, uh, specifically. There was an impression that their deals uh, were not moving through. Again, this is back in March 30th. Their pipeline uh, at the same rate. And fast forward to this week, their story is quite different. The tone in their voices on the earnings call were quite different. But what happened? So they exceeded all their guided metrics. They grew revenue 32%, annualized revenue by 50%. Uh, and they grew net new business. A new business was coming on. It's not just from their current uh, customers. And I think that's an important distinction as well. Uh, they also expect net new business this year to grow or, or at least stay flat. So that's an important signal as well. On their earnings call, it was uh, night and day from, again, a quarter ago. And I have quotes uh, like I did with Salesforce. And here's some of them. This was the CFO, Ashim. He said, we monitor our pipeline very closely. And of course, the top deals that are there. Uh, we're pleased with the momentum and the movement. And I think that relates to the fact that our customers themselves are starting to get a handle in terms of navigating the environment, which takes time to digest. So stepping back, our take is they're seeing stability since the invasion occurred and the economic situation, at least from their standpoint, is starting to stabilize. Uh, and they're starting to understand what kind of their pipeline looks like and, and the journey through their pipeline. Then they had Daniel, the CEO's uh, co-founder, and he, he quoted, uh, we are... And as we are progressing into May, so this is super up to date, we're seeing a healthy pipeline creation. So that is a comment uh, that we think is uh, very constructive around what's going on specifically for them. But I, again, I'm, I'm trying to take this more broadly uh, in terms of what they're saying versus what we should think about uh, some other companies. Again, you put this with Salesforce. Lastly, they mentioned that they're not seeing any distinction between Western and Eastern Europe in terms of deals and movement. Uh, so, okay, step back. UiPath, I think is is important to bring up here. Uh, it shows how companies are turning to automation. That's number one, to really try to increase productivity, to protect their business from kind of this persistent uh, wage growth. So the demand is probably coming from that. We think that will be structural in nature, meaning this will be something that will continue to be with us. The demand for automation for decades to come, who wins in that is, is not about uh, what this is about. Uh, it also gives us insight into the health of global spend on large uh, 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 deals, specifically for new technology. Uh, and that's UiPath, right? So, all right, so let's go to supply chain, specifically supply chain around IT infrastructure. This week, we saw uh, two to three to four companies report that are specific to this space. We saw many over the last several weeks. This week, who spoke? Uh, HPE, Peer Storage, NetApp, several others uh, gave us the inside scoop of what they're seeing. So what did we learn? We saw, Kind of the main conclusion here is that the demand environment for technology is large. It's growing. Uh, I spoke about the demand for Salesforce. I spoke about the demand for UiPath. At the end of the day, these are the buyers of the IT hardware, or they are the customers of the buyers of the IT hardware. It's one or the other. So as they grow, as the demand grows for their platforms, so does the demand for the hardware. So let's go to the hardware vendors. HPE's backlog is growing 20%. That now is over four quarters of backlog growth above 20%. This is uh, an important number. It just means the demand environment is fairly strong. They call their backlog as firm, as high quality, meaning there's little to no cancels, that that will eventually turn into revenue. The backlog uh, is a double-edged sword. I think we all know that. It also ultimately implies two things. It means the demand is strong, but it also implies that they're not fulfilling the products uh, fast enough, which ultimately yields to uh, growth in your backlog. Now, they called out demand being strong, as did uh, Cisco several weeks back which is also having trouble fulfilling its backlog. And we want to know the core issue. And, and essentially on the earnings call, they highlighted that the core issue is around lockdowns in China and the moving targets of the lockdowns in China. And depending on where your locations are yeah, of your factories is ultimately going to determine the health of your supply chain. 
and uh, Dell, while they were able to successfully navigate, they still have a, a large and growing backlog as well. They were able to fulfill more orders relative to the backlog than HP. Uh, and that's important. Uh, again, they highlighted it on the call and spoke about that. Cisco saw the same thing. Now turning to uh, Pure Storage, uh, again, they highlighted that they're seeing strong demand for their product. Uh, their numbers were pretty strong. I guess the focus here is around supply chain. They highlighted that, again, location uh, where their factories are and that they can control their manufacturing is giving them the ability to uh, deliver uh, many of their storage systems. Now, putting some perspective here, however, is that Pure Storage generates roughly $600 million in revenue in a quarter, while HPE generates $6 billion in revenue in a quarter. So there is a pretty big uh, gap between the two in terms of the type of demand that they have to meet uh, with the hardware. So putting it all together for IT hardware, kind of the supply chain side, I think the main takeaway is that the lockdowns this time around created some delays in product deliveries. We didn't see these as much up until today. And lockdowns are now coming off. So most companies sounded fairly optimistic around working through these backlogs. I think Cisco seems to be having the hardest time uh, with HPE uh, also struggling, but, but not necessarily as... Uh, uh, problematic as what sounded like Cisco on their earnings report. But again, the both both of them, and even again, Pure Storage and, and NetApp and, and many of the others in the IT hardware space or infrastructure space highlight how demand remains very strong. I think all of them noted that macro is, is of concern, but it's simply not impacting any of their orders. So they're not seeing it in their numbers. They're, they're ultimately just seeing it and hearing it um, around them as opposed to seeing it in terms of the demand for their products. And ultimately, backlog turns to revenue, uh, assuming that is high quality. All right. So fundamental Fridays, we will have it most Fridays. We will have guests in some cases. However, the emphasis, again, is what happened fundamentally this week. That mattered. That's all that matters. With that, see you next time.